wonderful happy people, you're listening to the Happy and Corporate Podcast, a podcast that teaches you how to be happy and grow in and out of the workplace. My name is Benny. I'm an executive coach working in sales for a big corporation. I'm sitting down with my mic here to discuss all of the things I wish I had known before starting my career. In this podcast, we talk growth mindset, we talk happiness, we talk health, we talk becoming a manager and so many other topics. But what you will have is 100% authenticity and vulnerability, 100% English mistakes, and I hope 100% value in those episodes for you. But enough introduction, let's deep dive into today's topic. In today's episode, I want to walk you through some of the learnings that I had throughout my participation in the One Young World Summit. So to start in the right way this episode, I need to tell you about what One Young World is about. So imagine it's at a summit where you have a lot of like different TED talks, so to speak, from famous speakers on a lot of different topics, including climate change, conflict prevention, disability, gender equality, health, etc. And consider also that at this summit, you're going to have a lot of young delegates attending from all of the countries in the world. So very diverse summit with a lot of different people that you may not have come across if you were just staying in your regular environment. So that's kind of what One Young World is about. So it's a, a lot of like TED Talks like presentations, but also a lot of like fireside chats, action sessions, and interactive stages with panels and discussion, etc., to find solutions around the common topics that we share for this specific summit. So this year's summit was in Manchester in the UK and it was at the beginning of September. So it's an event over three and a half days with an opening ceremony, almost three days of like workshops and presentation, etc. And then a closing ceremony. I think there are three things that I really remember or that really struck me from this summit. A couple of them are more like in the thought-provoking department and a couple of them are key learning that I'm taking out of this summit. I think I'm still in the processing time where I need to process a lot of the information that have been shared throughout this summit. And for some of them, I don't really know what to do or the so what for me. But I thought I would share in this episode key learnings or key things that I remember for myself, maybe in a future episode share. So what um, what am I going to do and how am I going to act on those different things? So the first thing that really struck me during the summit is a whole topic of climate change. And I think we all know on climate change that we have two homes for the whole of our lives. One is our body and one is planet Earth. And I feel like in the news and everything, we've known for a very long time that we're just damaging one of those homes. At the same time, for those of you that do know me, I am a problem solver. And so being presented at this summit with so many challenges around climate change felt really overwhelming. So my natural tendency would be to solve for those problems, but there are so many. Where do I even start? So... I thought I would share a couple of things on this specific topic that I've been doing for the past years. I know that it's not enough. I know that we could do even better, but at least gives you 
starters of things that I might have done or that I'm doing, etc. for maybe your own individual actions if you want to action it. So in climate change, I feel we're very much relying on the collective to take decisions, but I feel individual actions, your own purchase power is also a power for things to change. And so a couple of things that I've been doing includes buying cosmetic products just in solid format to avoid plastic packaging. So I do that for shampoo, conditioners. We tried also toothpaste, but we're not really happy with how it went. So we're still on the liquid slash sometimes solid toothpaste. We're doing that for um, any soap we have in the house. Also washing washing machine soap. I'm not sure that's a thing in English, but the soap that you use to clean your dishes, as well as the soap that you use for your cleaning your laundry. So a couple of things like this, I think that everything that is in that department is quite easy to do and you can do it one by one when you run out of a certain product trying to find alternative in a solid format. It doesn't mean that all solid formats are good and full of products that are good for the planet, but at least you get rid of the packaging, which is at least the first step. The second thing that we also do is whenever we can, we try to buy in bulk. Here in Ireland, it's not that easy because in the supermarkets, a lot of the vegetables, for instance, are in plastic. It's an island, so a lot of the vegetables also are imported. And sometimes, which is <laughs> so surprising, the thing that is produced in Ireland is actually more expensive than the thing that is the exact same thing produced in Spain. So trying as much as possible to buy vegetables, at least with no plastic, preferably produced locally would be better and that's something that we're trying to do. So we've changed actually supermarkets to a supermarket that has vegetables that you can pick without plastic bags so that it would be a little bit more environmental friendly. And then from time to time we go to a bulk shop to fill in a couple of things, a couple of staples to speak of the kitchen like the oil, spices, like lentils, for instance, could be oats as well, could be a couple of things for our breakfast in terms of chocolate, etc. So just to fill in a couple of things that we can take in bulk and that are actually better quality, usually in the bulk um, shop that we're going for. So looking at bulk shops around you, anything that exists in that department, it sounds like it's hard at the beginning, but it's not really because you can have your own bags, your own pots, etc., And you can take also the thing that I like about bulk shops is that you can take the quantity that you want. So if you need a specific quantity for a recipe that you're trying for the first time, etc. It's also a great way just to buy what you need instead of buying something that probably is going to die in your cupboard. Those are the things that we try to do. And then also as much as possible privileging public transports. Again, we live on an island and... The only way to get out of that island, apart from taking the ferry through different countries for us to go back to France, for instance, is taking the plane. So it's not ideal at all, but that's where we live. And so I encourage you to do whatever you can within your um, own environment. So those are things that we do in terms of climate change, but I really felt overwhelmed during that summit around the climate change topics and the many many things that are happening there and don't really know where to start to be honest so i'm looking into options of things that i could do even further to protect the planet and to protect where we live i feel like it was also affecting a couple of things or a couple of projects also that you might have in a lifetime 
Like, do you really want to raise kids in that world? Do you really want to add another kid to the planet when it's already a lot of kids that wouldn't need family? So a couple of things like this where it, it really puts your projects sometimes in perspective. I'm not saying I want a kid, but it's, you know, things that stay in your mind and you're like, mm, what should I do about it? So this is like the first learning around climate change that really was so provoking during the One Young World Summit for me. The second thing that I really liked is the disability topic. So we had great, great speaker. We had Sinead Burke, we had Daniel Durand, we had, and we had also amazing speakers for the rest, like Mary Robinson, Megan Markle, uh, Bob Geldof, etc. But on disability, it was really interesting to see how are we not doing anything? <laughs> and I think the most provoking thing for me was that Sinead Burke shared that sometimes or most of the time it was more like most of the time people think as disability is being less than and I think sometimes I still believe that I still believe that disability someone who has a disability is less than me for instance which I think is a it's a belief that is really dangerous if we want to make the world a better place be inclusive have more diverse workplace and more diverse set of friends and more diverse families as well so really the disability topic strike me in something that I can do now and something that I can do also to be more inclusive. So something that we want to do also with my partner is learning the um, American Sign Language because that's a language that I think we've never been suggested to learn before and that could be one way to understand a new world of language, maybe get better at visualization, I don't know, but something that I want to do to act on kind of the disability topic. But also within our own work environment, there are so many things that we could do to make our meetings more accessible. You know, if you're meeting a client for the first time, just mentioning that they can put on caption if they need for the meeting to be a little bit more accessible. But also something that, for instance, was funny in a more ironic way is that Daniel Durand, who is a deaf person, is participating in Dancing with the Stars in the US. And so he needs an interpreter to understand what the judges are saying about his performance. And I thought then the program would make it more accessible for people and have the interpreter maybe translating everything that everybody is saying so that it's accessible to all deaf people. Well, not really. The interpreter was just in the line of the eyesight of Daniel Durand, but not, not <laughs> available for everyone. So small step, but ah, oh, they could have done so much better is what I thought. So I think on this one, we can all do something about it. And even if it takes a form of allyship or, you know, just watching your words, watching your thoughts, watching your beliefs is still really um, important. I think that was something that was really thought-provoking for me in the, in the disability topic that we had at One Young Web. The third topic was around gender equality. So on this, I think, since I was at uni, at school, etc., I thought that gender equality was something of the past, that now men and women were equals, that we were worth the same, so to speak. But as I'm getting older or as I'm growing, getting more adult, <laughs> day after day, I feel like this is really something of now, not of the past. It's still going on. 
I see it, for instance, even when I'm coaching a man versus when I'm coaching a woman, when I ask for what are your strengths, for instance, when I'm coaching a man, usually I have a long list of strengths that are coming up naturally, immediately. When I'm coaching a woman, sometimes it's like nothing as the answer or a blank or I just have this or I need to think about it and it doesn't come as naturally. So you can see even the difference, differences in a day-to-day basis. But what struck me, I think, during the One Young World is that the gender equality challenge could take another 106 years to solve. 106 years, it's more than a century. So by that time, maybe planet Earth will not exist anymore. But yeah, gender equality is something that we can all act upon. And I feel like when there is a gender equality topic coming, it's a lot of men against women type of thing. But for me, it's more about how can we help men understand how they can be allies? So for instance, let's say let's say you're a man and you're listening to this podcast and you're in a group with your uh, men friends and there may be like two women in the group, but it's mostly men. And then there is something that could be offending women or a topic that you strongly agree in favor of, I don't know, women posture or whatever. Would you speak up and stop your friends? Or would you just assume women would speak up for themselves? Well, maybe in that specific situation, we need you as a man to stand up and help us. So I think it's more about helping men around us understand where there is potentially a belief or a way of speaking or a way of thinking that is not appropriate from a gender equality perspective. Even for me, you know, if you're you're talking about a director, I would imagine a director as a white man. And that's bad, one, because it's white and it should be, you know, whatever color exists. But also because I imagine it as a man, so technically maybe I don't imagine myself being a person that could do that, which is a limiting belief. So catching myself up on this, or even when I say, imagine a director, da, 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 and then I say, he thinks, or he does, blah, blah, blah. Now I try to catch myself up and be like, he or she or they are doing this. Because we need to be also more inclusive in the language that we use. And yeah, and catch ourselves up on the thoughts and the beliefs, etc. that we may be thinking. So I've tried that over the last couple of weeks. It's not easy. And notice that I have this bias so much (laughs) with just myself. So um, yeah, trying to do that. And then it was explaining around me why this this topic is important and why we need men as allies in this matter. It's the same, I think, for every single matter. If you look at it from just your own perspective and nobody tells you there's a different perspective that exists, sometimes by yourself, you can't see that other perspective. So thinking about white men, if they've seen the world throughout their entire childhood, adulthood, in a certain, from a certain perspective, It's difficult just by themselves to understand the perspective of others. So I think it's our responsibility to explain it. Those were the three topics that really struck me during One Young World. And it might be different from any uh, other delegates because we attended different things, remembered different things, were touched by different and moved by different things. But wanted to share that with you today. It's a little bit different from the usual podcast that I do, but thought it would be useful to share. Thank you for listening to this episode of Happy Incorporate the podcast. 
If you feel this episode could be valuable to someone else, make sure you share it with this lovely person and subscribe to the podcast on the platform you use. If you have some feedback, make sure you leave it to me on Instagram and see you very soon for another episode. Mm